0: Coming up on this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors, we are talking about the Commonwealth Day service at Westminster Abbey, Catherine and William at their engagement for St. Patrick's Day, and also the new Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh. So let's get on with this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to this week's episode. Um Tiny Tim over here, right? Has been ill again. Royal community, if you don't know who Tiny Tim is, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> COVID, again, it's my third time. Third time's a charm. <laughs> third time is not a charm. <laughs> I am testing negative now, but uh, yeah, I had to lay low for a bit. So I'm sorry. I sent a message to all our members over on uh,
1: the Facebook group saying, I'm so sorry, like I've been <laughs> ill. <laughs> been ill, I can't communicate. And I'm just having not very good weeks. So <laughs> the pair of us together shall. Yeah, this week's kind of one of those weeks we just want to disappear and get on to the weekend's. Yeah, and just to let you know, raw community, we normally record on a Wednesday. And we're recording, it's 20 past four here on Friday. Our podcast goes (laughs) Friday.
0: Yes, we've got a very short window of editing because Tiny Tim was being ill. Yeah, raw community. If this is like a very raw episode because there's not as much editing. We apologise, but we want to bring an episode to you. This is the only way we can do it. We hope you enjoy
1: it. Exactly, exactly. So we do have quite a lot of things to talk about this week, don't we? Yes. And one of the big things is one of your predictions that has come true, which I'm very excited to talk about in the Royal News this week, show. Oh, can you believe this? We
0: never ever thought about this whole Royal Predictions thing, did we, Rach? And then a Royal Community member over on Instagram mentioned, you should do your Royal Predictions for 2023. I we like, oh, that'd be a good episode. Episodes, not actually believing any of them would come true, but I've been pretty good on the bingo card. I've had usually being pregnant. And now the Earl of Wessex slash Forfar has now become the Duke of Edinburgh. Hurrah! <laughs> Hurrah! So we'll be talking about that in the Royal News. So keep posted. We've got lots of stuff coming up with the Royal Roundup as well. If you would love to support Rachel and I on the podcast and keep us on the air, you can become part of VIP Royal Community over on Kofi. We have a Zoom call that is happening at the end of March and we also have a private Facebook group where we all come together and just chat everything royal. And you could do that for £4 or 6 bucks a month. Or if you like what we do here and you want to keep us going, you're more than welcome to head on over to Kofi and buy us a coffee. We are so thankful for everybody who not only is part of the membership but has
1: helped us and supported us, Rach, because it's two years now. Two years, yeah, and we also want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's reached out to us on email or on our Instagram, keeping up the winds as pod. Just to say congratulations to us because two yeah. years is a big deal. Show it is a big deal. And last year we did a big one year anniversary
0: special. And honestly, royal community, Rachel and I have been so busy doing royal stuff and also our full time jobs that it completely passed us by,
1: didn't it? And I'm on the trying day, to have a life. <laughs> Yeah. So sometimes it is hard to keep up, but we just like to thank you if you're a new listener or if you've been listening from the start, you know, we say it all the time, but we couldn't do this without you. And we started this podcast because we were two royal fangirls and we wanted to be different to other podcasts we listened to where it was basically the royal rotor.
0: Yeah. And we didn't really have a place for the fandom That people can come Grab themselves a coffee Whilst they're listening Walk the dog We've also got A Royal Community Member <laughs> I was going to say a, a Royal Community Member In Australia Who mows a lawn wash. I'm like Bring it on So uh, yeah It's a big deal It really is And it's a labour of love It's just amazing There's been two years So thank you so much For all your thanks We've got a jam-packed Episode ahead Should we get on with it? Let's get on with it Let's head to the Royal Roundup for this week <laughs>
1: Okay, so last week we spoke about the title situation with Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet and the Royal Family website has now been updated the line of succession with Prince Archie of Sussex and Princess Lilibet of Sussex. Now, Shell, honestly, last week, I cannot tell you how many times I was checking that website. (laughs) <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, because obviously the titles for Archie Lillibet and then a few days later, it was the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh. Well, they've been busy back there at uh, the Royal Website uh, Department. They really have. <laughs> and it was one of those things as well, because when it was the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, it had on the line its succession: the Duke of Edinburgh and then the Earl of Wessex. And people were like, hang on, isn't that the same person? No. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> no. We'll talk about like, the Royal you Year. <laughs>
0: But it's so true. I guess in a way, it doesn't really become real until it's on the line
1: of succession on the royal website. So it's another stark reminder of, oh yeah, this has happened. Yeah, so I personally think the reason for, and I think we spoke about this last week, the reason for uh, Meghan and Harry choosing to have those titles for their children is because of the upcoming coronation. It makes me think that they are going to be attending. Mm. Again, we haven't heard any word of whether... Harry and Meghan, all the
0: children will be at the coronation. But also, I didn't make this point in the podcast last week, but I kind of remembered it as I was editing and I was just so tired last week I didn't add it in. But can you remember when Archie was born and they decided they didn't want any titles For their children. And it's something that I didn't mention last week. And I was kicking myself for not saying it. But they were members of the family who were working royal members as well. And they chose at that point not to give titles. So I wonder why they did that. Why did they change their minds? Listen to last week's episode if you want to know more about that. Let's move on. The King. He's been gifted a horse from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The horse is a veteran and has participated in 90 public performances in 50 locations in Canada. This is a very famous horse, right? (laughs) (laughs) There is a long tradition of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police gifting horses to the monarch. Rach, this horse is incredible. What a beautiful horse. And his name's Noble. Wow, I mean, what a better name for a horse? A royal horse of <laughs> that fact, you know. Royal community. I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. I just said boy. I have no idea. But it, <laughs> Noble is absolutely beautiful. He did remind me of Burmese, the Queen's horse that she did troop in the colour with. And what amazing gift! Oh, who's going to give me a horse? Anyone want <laughs> to buy one? Rach, it's my birthday next week, love. to give me a horse? <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it oh i want to just say I, I don't know if i know i mentioned before in the podcast i can't remember if i edited out or not but i remember i said that i loved my shire horse jim in the local farm well it's my birthday next week i'm going to visit him for my birthday Aww, that's actually what i want to do on jim. my birthday yeah jim the Shire horse <laughs> i said he better have bought me a, a present <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll
1: uh, we'll bring you a present all right you know yes.
0: <laughs> a polo or a carrot or something <laughs>
1: Uh, okay
0: i want to just mention this because i think this is something that for me has blown my mind this week royal community i wonder if it's blown your minds too remember my confession last week by the coronation oil (laughs) i knew this is another confession for me the privileged bodies meeting was this week uh it's a tradition that the bodies meet on major milestones of a monarch's life now the privileged bodies are made up of 27 organisations from religious bodies, educational institutions, art establishments and representatives from cities and regions. So we actually saw Sadiq Khan, who's the mayor of London. And basically what they do is they all meet in Buckingham Palace, well, at this time it was Buckingham Palace, and they give a speech to the king or whomever the monarch is at the time. So the last time they met was actually at the Diamond Jubilee for the queen And then this time, obviously, is the accession of the king. And they swear allegiance to the crown. And to be honest, the bits that I saw of it, the king was sat in a chair (laughs) looking at the people who were representatives of these privileged bodies. They would get up and just talk to the king give a speech about how amazing the queen was and they're so sorry that she's died and good luck with being the king and then the next person would get up and do something along those that line and then the other person so you have to do this 27
1: times it sounds and like a nice at so the round table yes exactly now I never knew in my whole life that this ever happens. oh this is this is one of those pomp and circumstance yes. ceremonies isn't it but honestly first off the word privilege
0: just puts a chill down my spine like these are <laughs> (laughs) these institutions and these bodies and you know establishments these are what make the foundations of our society it's that's a position of power all these powerful people are there i don't know it felt very like weird but the king had to listen to 27 people talk about his mum
1: and he has just lost his mum i just felt really like empathetic towards the king that must have been a really hard day but don't you think as well on the flip side of that sometimes the king must sit there and be like Yes, I get it. You loved her. Like, <laughs> me <meanwhile>, on now? <laughs> ah.
0: Oh. Yeah, I, the
1: point I'm trying to make is what other traditions are out
0: there that I have absolutely no clue about there's probably like a thousand traditions that are happening and I have absolutely no clue it's so very uh, Da Vinci code isn't it oh my goodness me I am so glad you said that because I think that's what I was thinking this is like a Dan Brown movie <laughs> in the making I need to re-watch really that film that's a brilliant film <laughs> it is I only like the well I did like Angels and Demons. right we, we are anyway. now digressing
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah Yes, so the king was meeting with the privileged bodies this week.
1: So then we saw the prince and princess of Wales, rage. Keep us up to date. What have they been doing this week? So they visited Hayes Muslim Centre to thank people involved with the aid efforts, help communities affected by the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. In Hayes, more than £25,000 has been raised from bucket collections and other donations after prayers. Now this caused a bit of controversy and I don't know if you saw this last week's show because Catherine was wearing a headscarf because uh-huh. she was going into a Muslim centre yep. and there was a video of William and Catherine greeting people in a lineup, and the imam didn't shake Catherine's hand, which some people thought was his way of snubbing Catherine because she extended her hand but he then put his hands over his heart as if to welcome her that way. Yeah. Now, there was a lot of people that were saying this was quite rude of him, but I was actually, I did a bit of research and as the imam, he cannot touch a woman whether she is Muslim or not. So this wasn't about if he respected her or not. This was his religious stance. And I completely accept that and respect that. Mm. And I just thought it was a bit insensitive of people not to understand that was the case and it wasn't a snub. And actually, maybe it was Catherine's misunderstanding that she extended her hand and it wasn't anything to do with the imam. I was going to make that point
0: 100%. I think this was Catherine's faux pas. And I think as well, when I watched it, you could see in the back of Catherine's mind, not that, you know, I- I'm mind reading here, but it was like, oh no, I've made a mistake. She was kind of in an engagement mode, shake everyone's hands. She probably was briefed, but you could see she was a bit mortified inside, which to be honest, I would have
1: been as well. Like, and I thought that the Iman actually handled that situation really beautifully. Yeah, I really did as well. Yeah. And I think some Sometimes we have to remember that Everyone's human at the end of the day Catherine's going to make mistakes now and then Just yeah. like everybody else And yeah, you know it just goes to show that We're in this process of learning I agree with you Rach One
0: thing I loved about this engagement Is did you see they went round to the different stands As they tend to do with, on engagements Two of the teenagers there were showing William and Catherine how to do origami Yes Yeah I love that I thought it was brilliant Because you could just see how te- Like they were listening And really taking in what the two young people were saying and i just thought God, they must be so great as parents yeah i think they must do like li- lots of crafty things with the kids yeah well we saw a wicked picture didn't we of wicked who am i like from the 90s <laughs> 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 oh you're showing your age now girl <laughs> i'm such a millennial um we saw that amazing picture of catherine with the children baking cakes what was it um th- for the jubilee wasn't it yeah yeah, so, um, and they handed Catherine the most beautiful bouquet of flowers. And I was just like, wow. Even she was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Let's push those flowers to the side. £25,000 raised incredible. from bucket collections. One of the people at the Muslim Centre was actually saying, this isn't just to serve the Muslim community. This is actually for the wider community that we're in to help out. And that is just
1: phenomenal, right, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing, considering we're going through a cost-of-living crisis, as we say we I feel like we need a like, cost-of-living crisis saying. <laughs> Drinking game, more community. If you're listening, you're like, right, I need to take a shot or something. They've said it, they said it. <laughs> I reckon our shout-out should be Martin Lewis, the money-saving expert. <laughs> He'll see us right. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) And then today, staying with William and Catherine, we've seen them for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of our Irish listeners. Yes. And how amazing, because as we know, William is now Colonel of the Welsh Guards. So he is the outgoing Colonel of the Irish Guards and incoming is Colonel Catherine, as she is now known. Action Kate! Action Kate. And William in his speech said, I may be stepping aside, but in Colonel Catherine, you have a committed, focused and already incredible loyal 11th Colonel. As you serve together over the years ahead, know that I will continue to watch you with huge pride in having been one of you. I just thought that was beautiful. That is lovely. That is. That really is lovely. I absolutely loved that. And then Catherine in her speech said, I couldn't be prouder to stand in front of you here today. It's a true honour to be your Colonel. I'm here to listen to you, to support you and to champion you in all that you do. This is a responsibility I do not take lightly. Oh. How amazing. That is amazing. And Rach, did you see Catherine
0: went to visit the barracks this week in the snow? In the snow. In the snow. And I, do- I think we might have mentioned this last week, but did you see that she was helping fix a bullet wound, but it looked like a nipple? Did you see that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was really high up. I was like, nipple i'm not quite sure what's happening
1: here but then i realized it was a bullet wound and michelle you need to get your, your mind out of the gutter <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> now a lot of people again as we always do we talk about Catherine's outfits some people show were put out because they were like she's not wearing green it's saint patrick's day but then she was actually wearing the color till or turquoise however you want to interpret that and that is actually the colour of the plume, which is on the bare skin hat of the Irish guard. So actually the outfit ties in really nicely. And when she was taking the official photograph, she stood out really well. And as we know, everything is considered when it comes to the royal family.
0: And that is such a beautiful touch because that plume means a lot to that regiment. As we know, because we watched some documentaries on Channel 5, thanks so much for Channel 5. Yeah. <laughs> um, But it does mean a lot for her to incorporate that I think speaks volumes
1: we also saw Seamus the Irish um, Guards mascot we love him we love him and he was actually at the Jubilee wasn't he for Trooping the Colour last he was. year we saw him quite a lot last year I mean we did we maybe did. we need a t-shirt made and then we saw them meeting up with the soldiers and their families and of course William had a pint of Guinness Catherine had a heart <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just really nice to see them all you know chatting with each other and like William said he's been Colonel for 11 years so he's probably got to know these people and their families a lot throughout the years so this is a great way of Catherine being introduced to that I agree with you and it's going to be really interesting to see how
0: Catherine incorporates her colonel position now into her royal duties moving forward will we see her wear a army you know a uniform at troop in the Colour who knows
1: I'd love to see her wearing something like that The Queen did back in the day didn't she when she used to ride horseback because she actually used to ride in troop in the Colour didn't she Yeah bring it on is what I say So let's move on to the Queen Consort she visited the Elmhurst Ballet School to celebrate its 100th birthday when talking to students Her Majesty she said I just had no idea quite how difficult it was so when I go and see a performance now I just sit and study all the movements and think I don't know how anybody does it. <laughs> she also mentioned being a um, silver swan didn't she? Silver swan yeah and yeah. she was wearing that beautiful brooch that oh. we've mentioned before on the podcast. It's from Van Cleef & Arpels isn't it? Yeah Van Cleef and & Arpels and it's, 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 it's actually a belly dancer
0: isn't it? And I, what I love about it is on the tutu it's got like a real lovely blue
1: to it It's such a beautiful brooch. And what was great about this engagement is one of the students, Nigerian ballet dancer, Anthony Mimosama Madu, received a scholarship to the school in 2020 after a video of him dancing Barefoot in the Rain went viral. And his story is being made by Disney into a documentary. I'm watching it. I'm there. I'm so there. That sounds like the, a thing that I would cry to. Like, I <laughs> yeah. am there for it. I'm happy to watch it. And we've got to say it, Cher, we also had an unveiling of a plaque. Yay! Flag, Flag attack! attack! <laughs> <I'm> still... <laughs> friggin hate that by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck now it's there you can't ever change it <laughs> so on the same day we also saw camilla at the telford library to a mass of well-wishers outside and while she was there she unveiled two plaques <laughs> inside the library <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rach, can I just say that I have never seen such a crowd for Camilla It was packed There were so packed. many children there And what I loved about this the most When she got in the car, she wound the window down, was waving I was like, oh, <laughs> that is just such a queen thing to do <laughs> I love it It felt like in the 60s when the Beatles arrived I was like, what's going <laughs> on? Oh, it's Camilla Okay, fine, let's keep going with this <laughs>
1: The engagement at the ballet school, that was actually an engagement that she was meant to go on during COVID. So I'm hoping, Shell, yeah. that she was supposed to go on engagement in Milton Keys, wasn't she? Yeah. So hopefully that will be coming up soon because that's one that she had to miss. Yeah, she said this taken
0: at least a month for her to fit that back in to her diary. We're always um, up for the Queen Consort visiting Milton Keynes <laughs> again. Bring it on. On Monday was Commonwealth Day and it was celebrated with a service held at Westminster Abbey. The Commonwealth comprises of 56 countries working together for development, democracy and peace. Now, this is the first year the King attended as head of state. In his speech, His Majesty said... The Commonwealth has been a constant in my own life, and yet its diversity continues to amaze and inspire me. Its near-boundless potential as a force for good in the world demands our highest ambition. Its sheer scale challenges us to unite and be bold. Now, we're going to talk about the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh Ah! (laughs) Um, in a second, but this is the first time they were attending a big event like this as... Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh. But the thing is, the programme said the Earl and Countess of Wessex, so you could tell that yeah. it got printed before it got announced.
1: Rach, we had some protesters there though, right? Oh, it was the same protesters, Shell. It was the same people. It was the same signs. I think on Coronation Day, they're going to try and get exactly the same spot. Yeah. yeah. Because it's the most visual place for them to be seen.
0: You know, the anti-royal community were in force. But as we've mentioned before they have every right to protest. Obviously they don't believe the same thing as us. We love the monarchy, they don't. You know, it is a democracy, they get the rights to. It's just when it gets to a point where it's public
1: order. But they have upgraded with a megaphone. I was going to say I think I should get a megaphone. So <laughs> when they start saying things, I can be like God save the king. <laughs> <laughs> we love the
0: royals. <laughs> So I have to confess, Royal Community, I didn't actually watch a Commonwealth Day service, but it was televised here on the BBC. And again, I haven't caught up with it. But Rach, what did you think of it? I know you
1: watched it. I had it on in the background because I was in a meeting, so I couldn't actually have it on properly. Um, But what was really cute was as the royals were coming in, the king moved over to Edward and Sophie And you saw like Sophie um, side bump to Charles. And I just thought this was such a great moment. Obviously, they're brother or sister-in-law, aren't they? They're just like anyone else in that sense. So it was lovely to see that. And a lot of people were saying about the fact that normally when you see the royals walk down the aisle, there's not normally security that follow them. And this time there was. And people were speculating whether it was due to the protesters. But don't forget, royal community, this church service... There's special police officers that are in everyday dress and yeah. they are there hours and hours before. There's security checks that go on hours before the ceremony takes place. And a lot of the royals, even Edward and Sophie, they actually turned up late because the service was supposed to start at 2.45. That was the time on the programme. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they kind of rushed the, you know, meeting the clergy at the beginning Because Edward actually had an engagement in Edinburgh in the morning and had to fly back to London to make sure that he was there in time for the Commonwealth Day service. That is a lot of logistics, isn't it? Lots of
0: operational stuff that happens behind the scenes. But when they turn up to these events, they make it look so effortless, regardless of what's happening, regardless of how where they've been or how much in a rush they are. They have to, at all times, be royal. And that's got
1: to be so much pressure yeah, exactly. I loved as they were going in, there was hucker dancers and that was incredible to see. And also um, we've got to mention the fashion show because a lot of people, again, Catherine's causing some controversy this week. Yes. And me and you have gone completely the opposite ends of the spectrum Polar of opposite. this. Yeah. I have to start with, look. I didn't love it. It wasn't my absolute favourite outfit. I have to admit that from Catherine. But can you can you just explain what Catherine was wearing for the royal community who possibly may not have seen it? Yeah, so she was wearing a suit, so a, a jacket and a skirt, and it was a peplum jacket that went mm-hmm. into a kind of looked like a fishtail skirt and it was by the designer Erdem and it was navy with white floral pattern on it but then it had white piping on the jacket and for me this didn't really I think I would prefer the look more if the piping wasn't there. I loved her hairstyle. It was a chic updo. We haven't seen this kind of look from Catherine for a while. And that's why I love the church services, because I do love these kind of outfits. But there was something, I think maybe the lighting or the photography, that the hat and the shoes weren't the same colour as what the dress was. was, They were all navy, but... I think sometimes it didn't really tie together, but I do think this is one of my favorite outfits I've seen so far from this year from Catherine. But it's not really my favorite, it's not my favorite, but I'm just so glad that we've didn't see her with her hair down because I'm kind of like getting over that a bit now <laughs> all right well my thoughts are her hair was absolutely spectacular oh just beautiful you know Princess Anne's hairdresser got that that was the other month Amanda Tucker Cook who is Catherine's hairdresser for that up alone oh my goodness the intricacy of mm. an up like that is just spectacular I think it was an amazing hairstyle for the occasion let's put it this way Catherine
0: looks incredible in anything that she wears it reminded me very much of a silhouette we saw when we went to the Dior exhibition, Rage. It's a classic look. I loved the lining underneath being the the kind of cream colour. The contrast. I, yeah, I loved that contrast. But I just I didn't like the pattern. I was so disappointed. I actually went, uh, when I saw it. <laughs> it personally, for me, I would not have chosen that for Catherine for the Princess of Wales. I think she looked stunning, though. Don't get me wrong. And I think it was appropriate for the service. I'm just over that look. I'm over that classic style. But I also think we've mentioned loads of times on the podcast, you and I do have different styles anyway
1: when it comes to fashion. I was just a bit like, oh, is that it? But do you know who I think, for me, wins the style award for that ceremony? Was the Queen Consort. That pop of blue looks absolutely incredible on Camilla. Absolutely stunning. And I just say,
0: Rach, this week, and Royal Community, I don't know whether you you agree with me, I have no clue. But it's only this week, and maybe it's because the coronation is coming up. But I'm really starting to accept them as the king and queen consort. I'm really getting it now. I think it's took me so long. I haven't been the biggest fan of Charles and Camilla over the years. But now, and maybe it's because like I've met him now, shook his hand, got his <laughs> DNA on me somehow. But I, I think now they feel like the king and the queen consort. And that the fanfare went off and they were there. And I still miss the queen, but they're now... To me, the king and the queen consort and Camilla really stepped into that. We're in that absolutely amazing color. I don't know whether she's had like a fresh facial. She looked glowing. Maybe like she's back to full health now since COVID. Yeah. But oh wow, this was yeah. like a t- like top for me. But Rachel, I want to make a point because I think now I don't know what's happening with Cam- Camilla's style. Right, I don't wear this because now she's going into more regal look or whatever. But I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving what well, she's I'm loving the hats, but I'm loving the brooch moments. We saw obviously we mentioned the the ballerina. She's all she also went to Cheltenham this week to give out the Queen Mother Champion Steeplechase Awards, and she was wearing a horse brooch. I'm like, if this is her new pattern, I am there because I love a brooch. I love it. And can you
1: just imagine how many brooches she has at her disposal now as the queen consort? Well, she did actually wear the the sapphire and diamond brooch from the queen's collection, didn't she? So she's obviously got access to the royal vaults in that yeah. sense. But it's a nice touch as well to bring
0: the queen along, like she was there in thought with that that piece of jewelry. Oh, absolutely.
1: And I think that's what you'll see over the years. We saw it with the queen, for instance, she was wearing jewelry that belonged to Queen Mary. That was associated with her. And then because obviously the Queen wore those pieces for so many years and over so many years, it's interesting to see now what we're going to see with Camilla and Catherine. And one day Charlotte, when Charlotte grows up, she'll be wearing these spectacular pieces. And George and Louis, if they get married and they get married to women, they're going to be wearing these pieces. It's absolutely spectacular. It is. Okay, so
0: we need to do some honourable mentions. Sophie, the Duchess of Edinburgh, I loved her look. It reminded me a lot of Jackie O. It had this real lovely flair to it. And I was so happy. I loved her look from last year. And this year for me, honestly, I was just like, go Sophie. And she was wearing her pearl wedding earrings as well. Oh, I know. I love it. And then Rachel completely disagrees with me here. But I believe... I believed, stop laughing, Rachel. Uh, Royal community, (laughs) Rachel's laughing right now. Um, I believe that the Royal Hobnob brought it with the fashion stakes here. Now, let me tell you something. This might not be everyone's style. I'm not saying that this was like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But it was like a kind of trilby hat, wasn't it? That she was wearing in like a lovely sagey green colour. I thought this was a real departure from a normal look. And for Commonwealth Day, it is a big deal in the royal calendar. And I thought she did really step up and try something different. And I actually really liked it. I liked the fact that she took a chance and it was an occasion. And
1: I think she looked lovely. We'll leave it with at that, that shell because you know <laughs> Rachel has very different opinions. <laughs> oh, of that. I-, I actually wrote in our Facebook group. I was like, Are you kidding? and everyone was like yeah sure what are you on
0: (laughs) Uh, honestly no no let's i think if we look at Anne's fashion she's very practical she's very of what she likes this was a massive departure and we also saw her when she accompanied the queen to the 100th anniversary of the british legion she was wearing that purple ensemble again complete departure Rach. before we go Zara
1: and Mike Tindall, we've seen them at Cheltenham. I know. Shell, did you actually know? I know we always see Zara at Cheltenham and we see them at all the horse events. Did you know that Zara was the director at Cheltenham? Oh, no, I didn't. That's a royal fact I didn't know. Yeah, it was only because I've been following her this week because I've been posting about her fashion as well this week. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that she was director at Cheltenham. And there was one of the days when the Queen Consort went and there was a really nice picture of them where they were racing each other. So that was lovely to see. But I I know for a fact that over in Australia, um, Zara and Mike do a lot of work with Magic Millions, which is a horse racing event over there. Oh, is it? I mean, they do like Australia, don't they? They do, they do. And royal community, I'm going to tell you now, I finally finished the Duke of Kent's autobiography. Oh, what did you think? Right, okay. So it's not a tell-all whatsoever. So if you're hoping for something like that, you're not going to get it. There's no juice. There's no juice whatsoever. He doesn't talk about his marriage. He doesn't talk about his children. He doesn't talk about the fact that um, his wife, Catherine, had a stillborn baby. It doesn't go into any detail. It's more about his work and how he supported the royal family over the years. But I did find it actually really interesting, the fact that I knew how much he worked, but I didn't realise how much of that makes sense. Yeah. Because back in the day, he was like a prince harry and a prince william in the sense yeah. that he was surrounded by paparazzi all the time he had a car accident and the government had to get involved and basically they were going to try and stop him from motor racing <laughs> are <you> joking no <laughs> because at, t- at that time he was really high up in the line of succession yeah so really interesting as i say it's not a gripping autobiography but if you wanted to find out more about the duke of kent and his life's work i would recommend reading it brilliant. I've already taken that as my audible credit. So I'm looking forward to reading it, but I'm going to read it when I'm on holiday. So yeah, I'll let you know what I think. That's it for the Royal Roundup. Shall we head on to the very exciting Royal News for this week's show? Let's do it! Okay, we've said it for so long, Royal Community. When are Edward and Sophie going to become the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh. And then on Edward's birthday, we had a press release which said His Majesty the King has been pleased to confer the Dukedom of Edinburgh upon the Prince Edward, Earl of Wessex and Fofar on the occasion of His Royal Highness's 59th birthday. The title will be held by Prince Edward for his Royal Highness's lifetime. The new Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh are proud to continue Prince Philip's legacy of promoting opportunities for young people of all backgrounds to reach their full potential. I honestly this was my royal news of the week I think when I read that statement because I saw it on Twitter first I actually did a little yay I was so excited I was like it's finally happening because we've been saying it for so long they really deserve it and it was actually promised back in 1999 that Mm. Edward would eventually receive this title and I'm just Mm. glad that the king has kept to his word I love the fact that this is Prince Philip's legacy and this is
0: such a big deal. We hear a lot about honouring the Queen, but this is honouring Prince Philip and he did such remarkable work in his lifetime. And now these are big shoes for Edward to step into, but I think he has always been, I don't know. It feels like he's been um, a substitute in a football game and now he's on the pitch. Yeah, he's on the pitch. You know, shoot those dolls. Let's do this. Yeah, but it's so true, isn't it? Like, we've been waiting for this for so long. And my prediction, actually, was that he was going to be conferred during the coronation, like just before the coronation, it would be announced. But actually, this is so nice because it's more personal
1: than it's on his birthday. Mm. So a little bit of history about the title. It's been used previously for members of the royal family. So in 1726, it was used by Prince Frederick, the eldest son of King George II. In 1764, Prince William, the brother of King George II. In 1866, Prince Alfred, the second son of Queen Victoria. And then in 1947, by Prince Philip. And now it's gone to Edward. There was a lot of debate online
0: about why it says, quote-unquote, lifetime. This isn't a title that is passed down. It's a title that is given to somebody and then brought back to the crown. And it's a gift of the monarch.
1: Yeah, so it's not an hereditary title, which means that James Viscount Seven, who is Sophie and Edward's son, has now become the Earl of Wessex. But when Edward passes away, like you said, that doesn't mean James will have that title that will go back to the crown and James will stay the Earl of Wessex. He's the Earl of Wessex at 15. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is known as the Earl of Wessex, but he's actually quote unquote not the Earl of Wessex until his father passes away. Which is, which is really confusing because on the succession page on the royal family website, he is now in the line of succession. It does say the Duke of Vanderborough and then the Earl of Wessex, which is James. Yeah, but you cannot become an earl unless your father if your father's still alive he's
0: still the earl of wessex it's more of a a holding title that he is allowed now because his father's not using it and he will become it anyway but you know what the one one thing i thought straight away rach and i think this really needs to change what about lady louise I do understand that the child of a duke or duchess is still a lady, so her title doesn't change. But come on, why is it that, you know, it's this hereditary male thing? I love the fact that the Queen changed the letters patterns to include Charlotte. I think this needs to change, that they can change down to also a female who is the first child rather than the son constantly. But, you know, it needs to change in in my eyes. I am just so made up for Edward and Sophie, so made up. And what was so lovely was their
1: first engagement was in Edinburgh. Yeah. And Edward was like going around like he was the king, like, hello, everyone. Well, it was just so nice that so many people in Edinburgh turned out for their new Duke and Duchess. Yeah. They was in an engagement and I can't remember what engagement they was. I'm really sorry, Royal Community. But Edward actually gave a speech and he said the day had been quite overwhelming. When he was talking, he said, my wife, the Duchess. And it was just yeah. the way he said it. He was quite proud that she was now the yeah. Duchess. And remember
0: he is Earl of Forfar when he's in Scotland, but actually the Duke of Edinburgh title um supersedes that. So he's now going to be known as the Duke of Edinburgh whilst in
1: Scotland. Oh, wow. I just love this bit of news. I actually let out a little When this happened. And we also had the announcement that Edward has become patron of the Duke of Edinburgh Awards and the International Awards. Okay, I'm going to give you another
0: confession, world community. I actually thought he already was, I didn't realize he wasn't. So when this happened, I was like, I got a minute. What? Yeah, yeah. And then I realized, <laughs> oh no, it was the presidency. I get it. I get it. Again, big deal. Like it's such honestly, he has just waited on the sidelines for so long. Sophie has
1: been waiting for so long. Now we need a social media. Come on. Now, come on. Come on. on. This needs to happen. Royal family social media team. If you're listening to us right now. Okay make this happen make this happen this needs to happen but I, d- I do think and I don't know whether it was because at the time when this was announced Lady Louise is actually studying at St Andrews University mm-hmm. it's really bizarre because at the same time The Crown is being filmed there season six with William and Catherine it's just so bizarre But I did actually see quite a lot of pap shots of Sophie and Edward with Louise over the weekend because obviously they was in Edinburgh and they've probably stayed in the area. They probably wrap up Balmoral. Yeah. But I just thought it was such like a weird synergy that, yeah. They are royalty and the crown is filming where they are. Yeah, but also that's something to talk about in
0: the library, isn't it? Why are you hiding in the library, Louise? Because those are out there pretending <laughs> to be my
1: cousins. <laughs> I don't want that I don't want like a star in role in it at all. <laughs> oh god. Can you imagine if we we'd like to do a slow-mo, She's an extra in one of the shots. <laughs> <laughs> but what a flex, Rach, to be
0: in a Scottish university. With your mother and father being the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh.
1: (laughs) What a flex. Wow I mean we don't really know that much about Louise she is very private We've and Edward and Sophie have always kept her and James away from the public limelight we only really saw them last year didn't we at the Commonwealth Games that was probably one of the first engagements that I've actually seen them at together as a family and we also saw them at the Prince's Guard
0: which I think for us as Royal Community members watching really did cement them as part of the family because like you said Rach they are again on the sidelines and I think that's the way it's supposed to be you're not supposed to know anything everything about the royals you're just supposed to see
1: them in their duty yeah and i think we'll definitely obviously see them at the coronation in some aspect of that because they're going there as members of the family so that's another elevated position because like you said their mother and father are now the duke and duchess of edinburgh
0: yeah rage on a scale of one to ten how happy are you that they're the duke and duchess of edinburgh oh definitely a 10 yeah, I'm the same. They're so deserving of it. Royal community, what do you think? Come on over to Instagram. Let us know or send us an email, keepingupwiththewindsospod
1: at gmail.com. Don't forget, we also have a YouTube channel, Keeping Up The Windsors, where we have lots of raw content. And if you'd like to support the channel and Michelle and I, you can buy us a cup of coffee over on Ko-fi. The link will be in the show notes. We would love it if you would support us by leaving a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. And you can also rate our podcast over on Spotify and give it a five-star rate there. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this week's episode. We'll see you next week on Keeping, Keeping up, up With up The Winds.